All right, Calling All Trekkies, a fan website dedicated to Star Trek, celebrating its 20th anniversary with a nearly four-hour online celebration of science fiction. So how did it all happen? I'm Aaron Young, Engage. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. So the 8th of September 1966, a big day for many. The first Star Trek went to air and, of course, it's gone on from there. And for the last 20 years, Queensland-based TrekZone.org has been tasked with designing a high school IT project and turning it into something they love and then going on from there. Star Trek has fans right around the world and so too does TrekZone. And this year, they've included eight weeks on the road with a virtual set and the 2023 TrekZone Fan Film Awards. To find out about about it. The man who brought it all together, Matt Miller from TrekZone. Great to have you with us. Thanks very much, Aaron. Appreciate the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So talk to us about how you guys got started. Yeah, well, like you said there in the intro, it uh, was the Year 10 IT project of uh, designing a website. It was all about HTML and CSS, all, all of that stuff back then. Uh, and then it just really kind of developed from there. You know, you, um, you the early days, the early earth days of the internet, you um, <laughs> have your, your bulletin boards and, and your forums and stuff like that, chatting with people, getting sort of ideas on, on what to do and uh, been actually keeping in touch with some of those people over the decades as well. Yeah, so, great. Uh, yeah. Let's go back to Year 10, though. Were you able to acknowledge to your friends that you were actually so heavily into Star Trek you were kicking something off? Well, the, the other problem for me is that as a uh, as a teenager was that uh, I had red hair, so I, I was considered an, an outcast already. Uh, I, I was a ranger, so that was okay. No one really seemed to mind uh, the addition of Star Trek. Yeah, which planet were you from there? Um, so talk to us about how it then turns and develops into where it's gone. Yeah, so... Uh, I likened it to a golf analogy at the 10 year anniversary where there wasn't a lot to show for the back for the front nine, but for the back nine, we were going to do uh, a lot more. And that's really what happened. And by that, I mean that the, the website really kind of stagnated and, and didn't do too much. Uh, didn't really have a kind of direction for, for those for that first decade, but uh, we're still there. We're still getting updated every now and then and ideas were coming and going and stuff like that. Uh, but, but yeah, with the podcasting, with the ability to do this sort of stuff, do video calls uh, in their very early days uh, back in 2013 and uh, and getting out to the conventions as well around the country it, uh, it it just worked from there and then with with the pandemic in 2020 being stuck at home uh just keep podcasting and uh, and you know obviously <laughs> zoom put a lot of uh, effort into their infrastructure and that's really where uh, where trek zone flourished and, and right, really started producing more content Let's talk about Star Trek fans. Uh, you mentioned some of the conventions. Um, I think I went to one when I was 14 years old. Um, and obviously, uh, you talk about the stagnation. Star Trek itself felt like it did go through a period of stagnation in terms of from a, a fan base and new content, right? In the early thousands and things like that as well. Then found its way with the latest films and built up there too. And now it really is at the forefront of Paramount Plus and their strategy is to really invest heavily into Star Trek as well. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, it, it really, Star Trek, the 90s Star Trek executive produced and, and showrun by uh, Rick Berman, amongst others, uh, suffered when the United Paramount Network was created in the States. It, it didn't reach every household. It didn't reach every city in America. And, and it really suffered from that lack of reach with a decline in ratings with Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, and the the 
the cost of producing that series per episode uh, obviously was was ripe for, for the chopping block on, on UPN back in uh, 2004. So, yeah, that was kind of it. Uh, CBS and Paramount had uh, demerged, uh, or, well, they had merged, so they were demerging uh, at that time, and Paramount went off and did films, and CBS went and was doing the television. Uh, and so the rights... And, and you're right, just on that, I mean... You've got to remember that Paramount has gone through an extraordinary situation. I was reading a book just recently unscripted, I think it's called, where it goes into the details of the Redstones. And now Sherry, of course, is in charge of things as well. And it behind the scenes has been absolute boardroom chaos. And you try and watch what's been going on through that and the concept of Star Trek, where they don't even work for money in the show. It seems to be very much at odds with what was going on behind the scenes at Paramount, where it did not at all appear to be the greater good and yet the fans have really stuck it through so the original one which many see is quite antique on to the next generation you mentioned voyager and enterprise and now we look at some of the new stuff so strange new things uh, and also um oh gosh what is the other one that came out a few years ago uh on netflix discovery discovery that's it do you think that they have what the old ones that i guess the fans originally came from had it's an interesting question. It's a loaded question these days with social media. Uh, I, uh, for me, pers for me personally, uh, it is. It's all Star Trek. It's been created. There are chatting through Trek's own chatting with uh, the creatives behind these shows. The passion, the love uh, for the franchise is there in everything that they do. Do I necessarily think that uh, Discovery should have told the stories that it told? Probably not. Uh, probably I still cannot tell you what Discovery franchise. is about. <laughs> I've watched it many times and tried many times, and I still just get caught up. I feel like I'm in an HR meeting, not in a Star Trek show, um, uh, which maybe is a sign of the times because they often say about James Bond that every generation gets the bond it deserves. Do you believe that mm. is the same when it comes to Star Trek? I Yeah, I agree with that. And that's kind of been the commentary on Trek Zone has been that uh, where the social justice issues of the earlier Trek could be a little bit more subtle and uh, they're the alien planet of the week. Uh, now, we kind of need to beat people over the heads a little bit more with the message that that we should be telling in in being morally right and and uh, and you know progressive in our thoughts uh, and I guess that's a little that's an indictment on on society as it is now to to know that you know discovery really has to do that and bring it back into the human characters uh, having the conflicts and that was never really Jean's vision it was always the humans mm. were uh, you know we'd advanced past all of this and we were able to get along with everyone and not really have any problems obviously from a storytelling perspective that doesn't really lend in to a lot of um ability to tell creative stories you've always got to go to an alien planet and have a conflict yeah change that but up does it, just on that though does it get hard right so you kind of look back as you mentioned about the, the the technology side and and what we're essentially saying is the woke side of today's mentality once upon a time it was all about you know things that now are mobile phones the devices back in the 60s version have actually come to life so if you're creating a new version of star Trek, does it stop being about cool new technology, um, which we've caught up to in a lot of ways? Uh, obviously, we're still not able to transport. Uh, but when it comes to the social challenges, is that where they've taken the show, that that is what they're trying to be the future of? 
Yeah, definitely. I, I, definitely what they're trying to do. Um, you know, in Discovery, we introduced the first non-binary uh, character uh, in the show. We have a, um, a gay couple as our, in our main cast as well. It, um, yeah, and that's not to say that old Star Trek didn't have that. Uh, the first interracial kiss was in on American network television was on, on Star Trek. Uh, we had um, two female characters uh, passionately kiss in an episode of Deep Space Nine. So it's always sort of been there, but again, I think it's a matter of um, being less subtle about yeah. it. And we, we, we need <laughs> hopefully to, no, yeah. hopefully no kisses between a ginger and a non-ginger, though. Uh, for you guys at Trek There's Zone, going with that. <laughs> for you guys at Trek Zone going forward, uh, what's the plan from here? Obviously, a lot of celebration, a lot of support, taking the show on the road. That four-hour marathon. What comes next? A uh, lot of sleep, uh, <laughs> I think, to start with. Uh, this week's been uh, catching up on those and, and releasing each part of that four-hour broadcast uh, as individual episodes uh, on our channel. Uh, from here, it's kind of doing the, the same sort of stuff. We're, we're um, pivoting a little bit into science and space as well with the Australian industry. I was watching uh, Ticker News just before. You know, you had the, the piece on artificial intelligence. Uh, it, it kind of is that. Australia's doing a lot of that stuff now and... Uh, we have a bit of an opportunity to to be able to do that with making contacts and and getting out there. So you know the, the whole point of this chat's been about Star Trek, <laughs> but it's it, we've really become more more than Star Trek and more yeah. than science fiction as well. No, it's awesome. Uh, final question, just a quick answer, if you can. Um, if you could invent the holodeck or transporting, which would you go for? You'd have to go the holodeck. Absolutely, <laughs> I do agree. All right. Speaking of which, we got to get out of here. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Aaron. Cheers. All right, now that is the program for now. For more, of course, you can head to tickernews.co. I'm Aaron Young. I'll see you soon.